go by Cam or Cameron? What, I, I want to make sure I get it Cam right. Cam is fine. I like that's like a short way to do it. Cam uh, has uh, sat in on uh, open mic uh, before. And uh, now he's sitting in for Kyle, who's got a, a big high-level uh, meeting. So we're glad you're here, Cam. You doing okay? Oh, yeah, I'm doing great. Glad did, to be here. Did, did, did Kyle leave you everything that you need to get through the next hour and 41 minutes? No, yeah, Kyle usually sets me up really well, so right. I appreciate him. And then hopefully he has a good luck in his meeting. Hopefully right. it's good stuff. So we're glad that Cam's here today and hanging out uh, with us. We appreciate that. So yesterday in college sports, it's not a day goes by that there isn't something that makes you think like, or at least some would tell you that the world is crashing in college sports. And yesterday there was a National Labor Relations Board ruling about the Dartmouth basketball team. And people all said, well, this is it. Everything's going to change. And athletes are now employees and all sorts of stuff. And I don't know what it's going to lead to. There was a ruling made yesterday um, that basically said that the Dartmouth players can unionize, which is their plan. Uh, Dartmouth can appeal. Um, the NLRB's ruling doesn't become law. It's not like an athlete at the University of Florida t- tomorrow is going to become an employee or at UCF. Um, but it may open up to the process of what an employee model in college athletics may look like. Um, the NLRB only impacts private employees. The Ivy League is made up of private schools. The ruling yesterday really said that the Dartmouth players could unionize and negotiate directly with Dartmouth, and that might be the case if other Ivy League schools and teams want to do this. So there's a lot still to play out with this. But a couple of things to keep in mind. And then watch how I'm going to connect dots of Caitlin Clark and a Popka football and yesterday's ruling. Pay attention, kids. Here we go. Okay, so we'll see what happens with this ruling yesterday. And for the last couple of years, people have been telling you that, you know, the athletes need to be paid and they need to become employees, and that's the way you do it. And, and maybe that is the model. I don't know. It, 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 it's possible that it ends up being the model. But understand what we're talking about here, because I think the media does a good job of twisting this. When you hear about an employee model, the first thought is, is that, well, then you just pay the players. That's not what the only thing is. You're talking about, don't view this as as a person that applies for a job that may pay a, a eighteen or twenty dollar an hour wage. You're talking about a union that would then bargain with the other side. People keep forgetting about this part. It's like, well, now now the players got to get paid. You sign them to contracts, and then they get paid. And uh, this may be a case where whether it's Dartmouth or if it gets to the other schools, they want uh, a better practice conditions they don't want to be forced to practice beyond the 20-hour rule limit that coaches know and they break all the time they don't want to be uh uh traveling that way they want their food to be this way they you know what happens in collective bargaining the other side gets to argue as well like just because the dartmouth basketball team or the north carolina football team says i want this much pay and i want these conditions You don't just get what you want. The other side gets to negotiate back. And that's part of what collective bargaining is. Then you meet somewhere in the middle. And you might get more on one issue, not the other. That's complicated in college sports for a lot of reasons. But that might be the model that we go. I I don't know. But the ruling yesterday, while significant to some, is part of a process that still may take years to play itself out. That's okay. Um, Dartmouth makes no money in its basketball team. 
hasn't for decades and likely never will. Uh, there's a good chance there's not a single program that plays in the Ivy League that actually makes money. Harvard football and Yale football, maybe. More Harvard in recent years, but no one else makes money. There's no athletic scholarships in uh, the Ivy League. So the model of revenue sharing in the Ivy League is not the same as the idea of revenue sharing in the Big Ten. Um, what's the impact on other programs? We'll find out. As Mike asked me, does that mean that, that uh, some universities may just begin to drop programs and yet keep Title IX compliance? Maybe. We'll see. But what's happened now in college sports in this incredible changing world of the business model of college sports and what you've seen recently, it's if you don't like the way something is, and you don't like the rules that have been established by the people that you asked to write the rules. And it's not that the athlete doesn't have an argument that they haven't had a greater say in the rules. But on a national scale, what I'm saying is you just sue, right? Florida State doesn't like uh, the grant of rights in the ACC, so you just sue, right? Uh, Tennessee didn't like the fact that uh, the NCAA believes that they may have violated Rules that Tennessee agreed to. So what do you do? You sue. You, you, you get the president of the school. You get the AD. You get the mayor of Knoxville. You get a, a attorney general. You get a senator. They write letters, and uh, you sue. At Michigan, they didn't like the rules when their conference and the NCAA said, look, we think you've broken some rules here. We'll sue you. You're not going to deny our, our coach your play. So we'll sue you because the, the, the rule you're interpreting is vague. And everything else said, if you don't like the NCAA rule, you just sue them. We don't follow rules anymore in, in, in college sports. We just sue. I don't like that. Get a lawyer. We'll just sue them. Why not? So I asked Mike on the bridge, I said, name, name the most popular college athlete today, right now. And we're out of football season. Maybe during football season, you would have said Caleb Williams, uh, you know, Jalen Milrow at Alabama because he's a quarterback, or J.D. McCarthy at Michigan. But, but right now, probably Caitlin Clark. I mean, there's a lot of talented players in men's basketball, but I don't think anyone has the nationwide appeal that she does. Caitlin Clark plays at Iowa. She draws great numbers on TV. Uh, she's got a great following of her fan base. She's built a brand. She's got legitimate, real NIL deals of national clients that have cut deals with her to represent them and to promote, promote a product um, based on what people know. She probably is making north of $3 million this year on legitimate NIL deals, not some collective that's just paying her because they need to pay her, but like real NIL deals. And I, I said this to Mike. Here's an idea. Uh, someone looks and goes, listen, I know Caitlin Clark could go to the WNBA. She does have an extra year if she wants to come back next year because of the COVID year that she got. Um, or she could go to the WNBA. And some sports marketing people believe that she actually is worth more at Iowa because she's built a brand over four years, has national endorsement deals. She'd be worth more there than in the WNBA, at least right now. So here's an idea. What if somebody says, you know, the eligibility rule that the NCAA has, it's antiquated. I mean, the rule that says the clock starts, you get five years for four years of eligibility. 
ah, it's antiquated. Why not let the player stay longer? Well, what do you mean? Why are we limiting that? Why couldn't it be seven years? Why not eight years? Well, because the requirement is you got to work towards getting, well, not really a degree, because then you got people in grad school, and then you got people, you know, doctors, masters, and so, okay, fine. Let them say seven, eight years. Yeah, what about the academic side of it? What about it? Are they going to go to class? Fine, let them go to class. Uh, why are we limiting athletic eligibility to five years? It's antiquated. Get rid of the rule. If she wants to play seven, eight years, let her play seven or eight years. Yeah, but it's not fair to have a, a, a 27-year-old play against an 18-year-old. Why not? Just sue. Just challenge the rule. I Don't you think Iowa would love to have three more years of Caitlin Clark playing at Iowa and all the attention that they get and her talents? Just say, hey, the eligibility rule is dumb. So what if it takes six years to get a degree? Well, colleges will say, hey, wait a minute, I don't, uh, I don't want to be paying a scholarship for... You'd be paying a scholarship to somebody else. What does it matter if, if Caitlin Clark plays eight years? If she wasn't there, the scholarship would go to somebody else. I'm not telling you to take on more scholarships. You want to cap the number of players on a scholarship? Don't worry, someone will sue over that soon, too. Someone will say, football, 85, they, 120. Basketball, you know, sue, get more. And since we've already done this now in college, which you're watching NIL, and in high school where you're watching the development of NIL, let me ask you a question again. You watch what happened yesterday, and people tell you why this ruling of Dartmouth basketball is really important, and maybe it will be. Well, what are they ruling? Well, they say, look, for, 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 for what these players are doing, they should be classified as employees. They're they're using their skill for, in this case, the school, the company, uh, that they could make money off of. Okay. How many of you in the audience have ever been to a Popka High School for a football game on Friday night? Or Edgewater High School? Or Seminole? Or anybody else that's drawn a few thousand fans for a game? Winter Park? Whoever it is that draws three, four, five, six thousand fans a game. Why are we stopping at college? How about the high school team gets together and says, hey, Jim, isn't your dad an attorney? Yeah. You know what? I don't like practicing at 6 in the morning. Yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah, we used to practice at 4 after school. But now we practice at 6 because the coach thinks it's better. We don't want to practice at 6. By the way, I don't like the bus we take to games. It's not air-conditioned. And you guys saw the post-game food we got. That was ridiculous. What are they doing with the money? Those are four or 5,000 people that are coming into the stands. We're not making any of that money. Why don't we unionize? Yeah. We'll get a few of the dads that are attorneys here. Let's go challenge. Why are we stopping at college? Let's let it go all the way down. Just sue. Right? Just sue. Because this is the culture we've now created. This is it. You don't like the rule. You just sue. Even though you were involved in the rulemaking process, and again, I'm not telling you that the rules are not flawed. I'm not telling you that there aren't antiquated rules that the NCAA has, but why are we stopping there? Many of you have 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old kids that play a variety of sports. How many of you right now have a kid on a travel team, whatever the sport is, okay? Right? 
Would you like to have someone else pay for that? Why not? Why don't you guys get together and tell the coach in the league, we're not doing this anymore. We'll just go find other players. Nah, you can't because we're the pool that you choose. I mean, this is what we've now entered. In college sports, it's what it is. Well, but don't the athletes have rights? Of course they do. Of course they do. And I'm just telling you this is the chaos that now has been created. Why should it stop at college? Why shouldn't the high school kids say the same thing? I don't, you know, why is it just college? The high school football player in whatever sport, they work just as hard. They're probably stretched beyond the practice schedule that's supposed to be. When in doubt, sue. Write the narrative, and then just sue. And force the system to change. That's where we are. Matt Marshall joins us next. Uh, with his weekly college segment, Little Football and Basketball. A double shot Tuesday today. These are artists and then a name of what their band is called. Uh, actually, two. Uh, he had the new generation, but Prince also the revolution.